When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, go on. Oh, God, when we get going, there we go. I've just started anyway. Um, Welcome to the Blue Room post-match for Brentford 1. Brace yourself. Everton 3. Um, I've got to say, it's an unlikely result today, but I will defer to Matt Flusk first on his thoughts on the game because he genuinely called something very similar. Matt, come to you first. What were your yep. thoughts on the game? Well, I did say on my own back, didn't I? I had very strong right away last season vibes about this. You and did? There we go. Yeah, I thought it was just... I think I haven't checked the final stats, but I'm pretty sure they're only shot on target with the goal. Once again, we've kept teams out. They got a bit unlucky with the one chance that they had, but they've been solid overall. And um, I'm just saying bye to uh, Cam, who is be a guy bro, by the Instagram. Lots of good beer reviews. Um, a little plug there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for anyone who's just for anyone who's listening, uh, Matt's at the Danby, and uh, mm. it's gone off. Apparently, the Danby disco is in yes. full swing because uh, we just won. We don't get to do it often, but when we do, we do it well. Anyway, Matt, come on. Yeah, so I, I said in our group chat, Paul Daly, who sits by me looking glad, it's always give a thumbs up or a wave your hand to say if I think we're all right or we're not. It was a big thumbs up because one more at our time, we've limited them to one chance, which unfortunately they scored. We've had a host of chances ourselves and we still had Calvert Lewin and Andrew was coming. So the signs were positive for me. And then obviously by the end of the game, we all know the result. It was, yeah, it was just simply marvellous. Like, I wouldn't say all round a great performance. We're going to talk about that later, I imagine, but. Nine out of eleven players, I would say, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with any of that. Pete, what were your thoughts on it? I think first of all, you know, in terms of the Denby Castle um, disco being in full swing, like I, I want to say to everyone, enjoy it. Everyone, I-, I can't be bothered with anyone. You know, the celebration police coming out saying, "Oh, you've oh. only won one game. You've only just beaten Brentford." None of that. We've won a game of football for the first time in the league this season. We've won a game of fo- we scored goals. We scored, we got that round thing and put it in that rectangular thing with the net behind it. We, we, we won a game of football. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Make the most of it. Go overboard. Go and have an extra pint. Go and enjoy it. You know, as I say, Everton Football Club, we, we've been dying for that result. 
Dying for that oh, result. We've gone overboard, Peter. We've had two shots already. Good. Make sure it carries on into the night. I want you to be destroyed tomorrow. And I want everyone to be crying and saying, oh, you should all go and oh, oh, oh you'd only beat Brentford. I don't care. We won a game of football. Go and enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little rant about that. But I, I, I thought, honestly, fully deserved. It was a, a fantastic away performance. Not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But do you know what? I don't care. We won. We won. We got the three points. Scored three really good goals. Um, the players looked, looked full of fight. Looked up for it. Looked it's the type of performance I've been waiting for from this set of players all season. Um, and I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I think if we, if we just go into the details of the game, then uh, I thought we started off really well. Um, yeah. To get that to get that early goal. As soon as that went in, Matt, I was thinking what you were saying about Brighton straight away. It was like, oh, hang on, here we go. And as I said on mailbag as well, if the core rate just plays every touch. First time, first time passes, first time shots, he'll be sound. And uh, it it was a great opening, wasn't it? It was brilliant. I mean, to get to Garner for get uh, for Garner to get the ball back and put that cross in, nice nod down, great finish. It was a perfect start, wasn't it? It was. It's fantastic. I said the first half. I think when that second chance he had went off the, uh, it wasn't even the crossbar or post. It was sort of combination of both. Went it right in the corner. I said, Jesus Christ, he's playing like Pelly here. Like. It, something just possessed them to make the call right. Like it was just all over in the first half. Big wise in the second half was still very, very, very solid, which is what we come to expect from him. He posted his own stats on Instagram the other day. We were having a bit of a laugh about it because he was like number one for you know chances, shots, all that stuff, touches in the box. And we did make a bit of a joke saying he has the most touches in the box because it takes him about eight touches to do something with it. And we saw that about ten seconds before the goal. Like yeah. he had it in the box, didn't he? And it was just like touch, 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 turns back to goal. I mean, like, oh, God, but luckily, you know, Binston Jimmy jumped in and threw himself right in the mix of it. Fantastic cross. Tarkovsky had the good knowledge to knock it down rather than try and have the goal, which he hasn't done enough of this season. And, yeah, it was just a scrappy, scrappy goal, but the kind of goal that we needed. Yeah, it was. And, you know, and I think that first 20 minutes, uh, we were much the better team. But then, obviously, as Matt alluded to, then well, as Matt mentioned, then uh, we hit the bar, and then they go and they scored a pretty scrappy goal. It was one of them again, people, wasn't it? Where we had a few chances to get rid, we didn't. Um, Pickford maybe could have done better. Um, I'll defer to Joe on this. So my lad Joe's a goalie. He said Pickford sort of fell instead of diving. He kind of fell onto it, so didn't get enough on it. Uh, if Joe says that, that's good enough for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it, it was sort of after that then for the next for the remainder of the half really we were kind of clinging on a little bit when we it felt a bit like seeing this before um, you know we, we we should be two 0 up instead it's one one you know Brentford at home I think that's the first home defeat of the season they're coming at us it was looking a bit ropey wasn't it it was yeah and and again. It, it, psychologically for the players that must have been an absolute hammer blow for them because we had played so well like you say we'd, we'd hit the bar just before that second goal as well another great first touch from Bacore and, and great shots as well like you say when the guy doesn't have time to think he, he, he's, he turns into Prime Zidane when he doesn't have time to think but he's um, yeah but yeah so it, it was a, a bitter pill to swallow that one and and like you say it was a scrappy goal it was an avoidable goal um, we had a couple of chances to clear it and we didn't clear our lines and like you say Pickford the other thing about it as well is, is that Tarkovsky is actually covering the back post and Pickford's slight touch yeah, if he doesn't if he doesn't get any touch on it, Tarkovsky clears it, and it's just just one of those I know, things. But what, surely, yeah. if Tarkovsky's behind the goalie, he's got to be on the line, and he was yeah, on the line. Yeah. 
yeah, that that's it. It was it was kind of like one of those things where it's it's like you're talking fractions of seconds, aren't you? But where it's avoidable. But you know what? I, I think the, the players show great character, and it was so important to go into the break um, and not conceding again because I think if we would have gone two one behind. That would have been such a psychological blow to the players having played yeah. so well before that yeah. equaliser that I thought it was you know I thought we stepped up and I say second half I thought I thought we were inc- I thought well, I wouldn't say incredible but I thought we were brilliant you know I thought I thought the players you wouldn't think that was a team who've been beaten pretty much every game so far this season other than the the two two draw at Sheffield United the players carried on fighting carried on battling another thing which I was made up with to see this in this match was our set pieces were so much so much better we were so much more of a threat from set pieces we managed to get corners that didn't go to the goalkeeper's hands every time who wasn't taking them I've got, well, exactly I've got, I've got a theory on this right dice has listened to the last post match yeah. and he's taken Ashley young off the corners and three kicks that's what's happened but just just don't like... he hasn't taken them off the pitch but that's another matter I think that'll be the fastest bumping of any player for any side this season. A minute, wasn't it? It was was like 47 seconds. Gotta be on time to go off there as well. I mean, fair play, he didn't get sent off. No, no, he didn't, though. Not a very experienced uh, that goal and it was a right kick in the plums and players' heads could have come down. He probably had two really good chances to go in front again. So Beto had that one that he kind of just like mm. got a little bit too much John and Kale it around the post and then he got into another good position where he knocked it across the box and the Corey just didn't gamble on it and it just it just sort of fizzed across the box. The Corey's on the back post, he sticks it in a 2-1. So it was like, it was I think we, we felt like we were hanging on but we were probably better than we thought, because when you get into that mindset where we concede one, you think, oh, here we go. We're done for here. But uh, we did go in at one all, uh, second half. And then uh, second half, we came out and took the game to them, really. I don't think we were ever in any any trouble at all in the second half. Where we might, what did you make of uh, We'll just, we'll go straight, we'll go straight to the goal. There was that stat knocking around on the Athletic last week that uh, we've got the tallest squad in the league on average. <laughs> And uh, we finally scored the goal from set piece. Uh, as we said, as we just said about uh, Ashley Young was off the uh, set pieces. Dwight McNeil hits an absolute beauty in. Um, I think the core does quite well to hold off one of the defenders while he's getting grabbed as well. He just sort of backs in and then Tarkovsky just towers in for that header. It was a belter of a goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, first off, um, well, there's two things. First off, before the goal, I was made up to see us come flying out the traps and take it straight to them because too yeah. many times, and I'm going back to like Martinez years, that the first 10 minutes after half time, we are nowhere. We're absolutely yeah. nowhere. We probably conceded more goals in that 10 minute block than any other team. And I'm, like I say, I'm going back a decade here. Yeah. So it was lovely to see us come flying out. For the goal, I'm amazed that it wasn't shortcut. Not because I think it should have been, but like, I don't think that Saudi bootlick and horse pointed in the middle. Gave us anything tonight, <laughs> and like he had a bird before the corner was taken, and like I thought he's just going to blow straight away as soon as it comes in. But yeah. I think it was the corner. The corner was getting manhandled and stuff. And when that happens, everyone shouts like, "Pack it in, just walk away from him, walk away from him." You know, throw your arms up. I mean, Adam Jones just showed up. Hello, Adam. Um, so, 
All the stars are here. They're all coming out of the coffees as well, aren't they? And the ciggy box is on fire as well. I'll sort that out after the pub. Um, where was I? Yeah, so there was a few oh. incidents where, like, a lot of... Oh, we've lost them. Oh, shoot somebody. Oh, we might have got penalty in that, but I guess you can never criticise a player for being too honest because that was the kind of team that we were on the boys. You know, we were renowned for, I think we went about eight, seven or eight seasons, I'm sure it was, without a fucking simulation. We never, ever did it. Yeah. And then it was a couple of times in the past 10 years and that. But back to the goal, yeah, just amazing it wasn't chalked off by celebrity referee number one. But yeah, made up with it. It was exactly what we needed. And just like the first goal, not pretty, but Brentford didn't fancy set pieces at all. Like, any no. set piece that went into the box, they just weren't there. Like, they were frantically struggling to deal with it. And, yeah, just, it went off. It went off. Yeah. I, I think apart from the goals, there were probably two moments in that game where I thought, yeah, this is ours. One was where Onana, I think, tripped himself up and then stayed down. And Brentford just turned into Everton and were, like, saying... Should we kick this out because he's down? Should we keep hold of it? What should we do? They could have launched an attack and didn't and ended up kicking it out. And it was like, why on earth do you do that? The Brentford crowd were not happy, the same as we're not when we do it. But that was one thing. And I think, again, when Pickford made that really bad clearance straight to their player and uh, the referee put an absolutely wonderful challenge in uh, as he had sort of an open goal to try and chip it into. They were two parts of the game where they thought, do you know what? It was uh, It's probably going to be our day. I think the other one, Peter, comes to you, was uh, Calvert-Lewin's goal. I mean, talk us through that one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Well, I think I think massive credit has obviously got to go to, to James Garner because of Shout out to Jimmy Vincent, always. Telling you because I, I think that was one one thing. We get so hung up sometimes on on what we want our wingers to do or or wide players to do in terms of crossing the ball, in terms of you know, crosses into the box. What what I actually really liked today was was when we were coming. When we when we were slightly narrower, um, and the press that we were doing to Brentford to stop them from being able to build up uh, from the back, which is obviously something they like, they like to do. So Garner was absolutely incredible to win the ball back to actually put the pressure on, then to thread the ball through to, to Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah, it wasn't the first time in the game where we'd actually played that similar sort of pass, like you, you said earlier with Beto when he had when he had that sort of chance in the first half that he kind of scuffed. It was it was a similar sort of run, but sort of to the right hand side, run yeah. off the last defender. But Calvert-Lewin, great composure, fantastic composure. Probably didn't hit it as cleanly as he would have liked, but you know what? You get it on target, keep it low, um, and it, and it's a great finish. And I, I absolutely loved the celebration. The fact he did like a Seamus Coleman when he was sliding, as he as he he sort of turns and he's and he as the ball's going into the net, he slips and he ends up like sliding into a <laughs> celebration. It's absolutely incredible. Um, but so, did he, yeah. he hit the baby cradle, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, on, I've got to say, sucking his thumb and all kinds. Love that baby's about five years old now, isn't it? I was going to say, as, as, <laughs> as you said, what was uh, what do you reckon the cutoff is for the baby celebration? <laughs> now his kid must be. Oh, what is this football cliches? Six weeks old. <laughs> yeah, surely you can you can let him off for a six week old. Do you reckon, six weeks old. I reckon? I reckon he's on the cusp. 
of the cut off there, to be honest. <laughs> Someone better than them, probably will find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was a cracking finish. Do you know what? Do you know what I've liked about Calvert Lewin's last two appearances uh, when he's come off the bench to replace Beto? Although, like when we signed Beto, it's like you know, it's a bit of a like for like, and when you do the subs, it's a bit of a like for like. But the two very different players. Oh yeah, I yeah. think Beto's like a he's he's a bit of a batter in Ram, isn't he? And you you can mm. see that Calvert Lewin. I don't want to be unfair to Beto, but he's got so much more about his game. He just he just looks, I think, a level above, um, and you know that's that's been the massive shame why we can't like keep him fit. You know, even mm-hmm. even down to the, the the injury at Villa, which is just like massively unlucky, and it, you know it's brilliant that he's back already. Um, but I, I think these last two appearances, he's come on and he, he he's got so much more about him as a striker. Do you reckon, Matt? He's like there's something else there, isn't there? Yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. Like I was made up obviously when he came on last week. And we just scooped the ball up to it the whole time he's on the pitch. And we can see it wasn't working, and we kept trying it, kept trying it. And credit to Dice, he's obviously given the instruction, keep it on the death, thread it through, because that's what he's best at. That through ball right through the middle of the park, beats the offside trap, one touch, keep it comes, slid it under. That's what we saw him do under Ancelotti. And that's how we got, like, what was it, 47 goals in eight games or something. It's about that, yeah. Like, that's exactly like what we should be doing with him. So hopefully that carries on from now. We won't be just hoofing it up to him because if nothing else, if we hoof it up to him and then he wins it in the air, there's no one there to actually pick up the second ball. So mm. you may as well just play it through the path as we did, get it to Jimmy Bidston, little through ball, delightful. And everyone loves those kind of goals as well, really. You get that little yeah. moment of anticipation as he's one-on-one and then it's just a big relief. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pete, do you reckon there's a do you reckon there's a, there's a bit of a clamour, I think, to play two up front? I don't know if this is just because Dice is very meat and potatoes football. I said to Matt earlier, Matt Jones said earlier, said the best thing about 90s football was probably that the, everyone played with two strikers. It was great. It caused absolute chaos. Is there a case for it? Is there a case to play the two of them? Forget the number 10, just have two up front. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not in favour of it because I just think it's too easy to get over on in midfield. Too many teams have three in midfield and I just think we'd be leaving ourselves exposed. Um, I mean, to be honest, the way Decore plays, obviously, I mean, without being disrespectful, I want him on in possession of a football as for as little amount as possible. Um, what he can do very well is in terms of his tracking and in terms of his pressing. Uh, so he almost ends up being like a second striker anyway uh, for large parts of the games just because of, of his position and then obviously, you know, in terms of trying to press the, the back line of the opposition. So, I think it's horses for courses in it. I wouldn't mind seeing it at home and giving it a go. Certainly, if you know we can we can experiment if we were somehow to go a couple of goals up against Luton or something like that. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm getting carried away, aren't I? We won a game of football, but you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. It caused a hell of a lot of problems for defenders. But again, it it just depends on the shape of that midfield then, because yeah. I don't I don't know whether we can trust just having two of them in the midfield right now. I don't know which two I'd rather pick for, for, for those two central midfield positions if we were going to go four four two. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, go on. <laughs> go on, Matt. I do. Perfect segue. I thought it just the guy again was an absolute fucking disaster today from start <laughs> to finish. He must have given the ball away at least 10 times and it was just simple passes out of the wing and he underhits every single one and it sparked out with that. He's the one yeah. I would trust. Plus, and he's always got that shot in him where 
Yeah, oh, no, why? Let's go why? With you. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's just frozen there, but I was going to say that's before we get on to the shoot. It's like. Am <laughs> I not here? You're there now. Yeah, so you just broke ah, right. up. Right. So I, I think I got cut off by Zoom because I was on a rant. Maybe China's cut me off because they want to sign in next summer or something. <laughs> uh, honestly. <laughs> like every shot he has, every single shot he has, you know where it's going to end up. And I'm pretty sure the one he had today ended up in Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Just after he signed for PSG, he hit an absolute whale before them, didn't he? Do you remember? Just after he signed no. for the first things he did. And I think since then, he's thought, you know what? I've got a shot on me. He needs to pack that in. Yeah, I don't remember Les because I don't watch French football because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> oh, I don't. I just watch too much Twitter. That's all there is. Um, oh, just one thing I want to quickly go back to. Just we won't dwell on this, but quickly, uh, was that goal offside? Because one angle, it looked it. And, well, and this he, into, he was in this an offside position. What? He was in an offside position, but Brantley actually played the ball. Your man didn't touch it. I think that's why they called it onside. Did they? Did they clip off Brantley yeah. then? He didn't, didn't clip it. He like he tried to clear it. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think I think what it was was that the, the confusion arose because when when VAR when the replay came up on the screen, they were originally showing the rock. They they were they were censoring in and drawing the lines on the wrong clip. So what they there was there was like there was two balls. Was one came over to the top to the right hand side, and when that ball came across to the right, the guy in the middle was offside. But obviously, it didn't go to him. Yeah. And then, Ends up back out, and then it and then it goes to him. what they did was they drew the lines at the wrong the wrong point in the wrong frame. So they drew the lines for the first ball, which was nowhere near him. So he wasn't interfering basically. So then once he wound it on and showed the second ball, that's when you could see he was onside. <laughs> They're just incredibly shit, aren't they? It, be, it yeah. really wouldn't be this difficult. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that Thomas Frank will be uh, asking for an apology after that one. No. Oh well, yeah, you said that you know, he, um he sort of said the decisions aren't going for them and then you suddenly go and get one. These German managers, don't you? It's awesome. Bender all over again. Uh, just going to go to Twitter for some comments. Uh, I asked for people's reactions to the game. Uh, Matthew Lam said, uh, got to use this to stay motivated but stay humble and avoid a hangover v. Luton. Yeah. Stay I, humble for I still never. <laughs> no. Do you know what? I, I, I see what he means though because the, the, the hangover <laughs> thing, anyone says a hangover forever and I immediately go to that uh, that, that FA Cup game where yeah. he passed away. It's not Luton, it's Villa. Villa midweek. Villa midweek, yeah. Yeah. Good points. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sam Villa over. Get a run. Um, Scanu CK said uh, we looked awake. We did. Laura said love you for the kiss. Has Laura been on the aisle? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's in there right now. Right 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 I love James <laughs> Tarkovsky. Get that on record. Laura, that's that is that's been on record forever. Uh, Maggie said, Denby, 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 F and Disco. It's on. Uh, yeah. 
Laura said anyone anyone had a word about Jimmy Bidston, former throwback. We've given a shout out to Jimmy Bidston, so it's all good. Um, Alex, shout out to Mikolenko. What a solid game. Brantwick gonna go all yes. the way to the top. Make the most of him being here while we can. I thought Brantwick was outstanding, probably man of the match. Mm. I'd say between him and Garner, James Garner. Yeah. I think Sean Tomsky will probably get it officially <laughs> because he got the golden assist, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what, Mikolenko? I don't, I don't see it ever. Warren's also said. Solid again. Solid again. Mm. I know Warren, Warren also said Mikolenko was outstanding. I, do you know, I don't see it at all. He just, he honestly uh, looks like a competition winner to me. <laughs> you're, you're obviously just in the pockets of the uh, Russian propagandists. This is what it is. <laughs> me, me and Putin are like that. Um, Stephen Sheen said, this, is, "This is going a bit this, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen Sheen said, "We were playing in red and white today, right? Uh, that's the blueprint for the season. Played well, pressed well, and looked like we'd actually pass a ball, which was nice. More of those performances, and we will be okay. Just hope this isn't, the, isn't a Brighton type result." Isn't Do you mean the result that kept us up? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think probably means like an anomaly and all that, like a freak, you know, like a freak occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That that's that's a good point. We look like we could, apart from as you say, Matt Garner, Garner guy. Uh, we look like we could pass a ball. I think I think that yeah. the, the standout thing from today, we look like a functional football team. Now, yeah, um, I thought Brentford were probably unlucky to get beat at Newcastle with that dodgy penalty. It was clever from Anthony Gordon, but it would have been outrageous from Everton Anthony Gordon. Um, yeah. And you know they, they, they're on they're on six points now, six points from six games. So they're not pulling up any trees, but it was never going to be an easy game. And to go there and to look competent and to get a result there, that's they're the sort of games you need to be winning. I know Arsenal was a they felt like kicking the plums last week because we were like pretty terrible. But they're not the games we need to worry about. We can we can write off those top six. I don't I don't want to say uh, knife to a gunfight. I don't want to say you know expected losses, but we can genuinely. Right off. No, no. I, I'm evangelical yeah. about the Twitter account, the over 16, and they run what they call the uh, the baseline tracker. And yeah. it's just, if you beat the uh, over 14, sorry, the over 16, if you beat the bottom 14 size at home, or 13, over the yourself, everything else is a bonus, basically. Yeah. So that's yeah. three points that the tracker didn't have for us when we got them today. And by the end of the season, it's absolutely bob on to particularly goes down. So if we're yeah. halfway through the season and there's four tiers below us on that track, you know that we're on the right track to stay up. Yeah, that's all we need. That's all you need to do, isn't it? You, you just uh, I don't want to say best of the rest, but you you just need to be competent against the other teams. And t- uh, today we were, weren't we? We, we? we were like it was more than competent. I mean, Mark Godfrey's replied and said Brentford fans would probably say that's the worst they've played in ages, and that's the best we've played in God knows how long. Probably Brighton, Matt. I'll take it. Uh, nice to see one of their players go down injured in the warm up as well. <laughs> What's that? Who's that? <laughs> nice. One of their players went down injured in the warm up, didn't he? And it was uh, funny, they showed it on Sky, and one of the teammates like signaled to the bench, like, you know, the substitution hand gesture. It's like, mate, it's the warm up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even kicked off yet. <laughs> no, that, that's it, isn't it? We just, we just need to be, you know, we're not going to do that every every away game against. against the other 14 but we just need to be competent and look, and look like a football team like we did today yeah absolutely and again it's it's, it's the psychology of it isn't it it's yeah. this um, it's this defeatist defeatist mentality that we need to get out of this team and we and, and results like today will will help that um i i always 
I, I fully believe that the Brighton result last season, that was what kept us up the most out of anything because it gave 100%. us the belief. And it's yeah. probably the result that Sean Dice refers back to when he's talking to these players and trying to drill into them what they are, you know, the potential that they do have in that team. Um, one of the players as well who we've got to mention from today, um, Dwight McNeil. Dwight McNeil was instrumental in that game against against um, Brighton, you know, last season. I think that him coming back into the side just gives us another a, a completely new depth in terms of in, in terms of going forward and in terms of set piece delivery, in terms of efforts, in terms of energy. Um, and in terms of lifting the players around them, um, I think, you know, I think it's bit, it's it's easy to get carried away at this stage of the season. If you if you do lose a few games on the bounce, it's easy to let heads drop, and it's easy to sort of jump the gun a bit and think that everything's gonna, you know, <laughs> it's all doom and gloom. But I think today's result just shows we we still have a, a team, you know, we still have a fighting chance, we still have a decent side, we still have players in that team who can make the difference. Um, and as long as we can keep them fit, the likes of Calvert Lewin, McNeil, um, Jack Harrison to come back in, you know, we've got good quality in that side. And I just think we just need to keep the faith. Enjoy tonight, enjoy the three points, but keep the faith and keep going. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of pressure off. Um, just, yeah. just on that as well, you're saying we've got Jack Harrison to come in. I think it was, um, although the the setup never changed and, and the substitutions were like for like, the fact that we've got Calvert Lewin and Dan Juma to come off the bench. Yeah, you know they added they had a different dimension that you know which is which is which is great. It's great for us. Uh, Jacob said Dukes and Tarky. Dukes didn't. I can't call it. Corey didn't stop running the whole match. Felt tired watching him, and he should have had two. Unlucky, yeah. Tarkovsky looked solid alongside Brantley to got a goal and assist. Thought Mikalenko played well, quite well too. What do I know? What was I watching? I don't know. <laughs> Not the same game as everyone else. Um, but yeah, we'll just we'll just round off. We won't look ahead too much to next week because we'll do that all next week on all the other shows. Um, but as I said just then, Pete, it takes Matt. Matt's getting a lovely shot outside of Denby there. What a gaff. Matt, I'll come to you first. Um, takes a lot of pressure off that, doesn't it? We're now two points behind Brentford. We're sitting in 15th. Obviously, there's five games to go tomorrow, um, but it's, it takes a lot of pressure off the next week. It does. It really does. And it's just exactly what we needed. Just, yeah. Nice three points away from home. It's probably the easiest home game we're going to have this season next. And then a mid- midweek cup game against us either absolutely stuck up about a month ago, which, if you've ever read, like, the, you know, the, the tomes of football law, means we're obviously going to beat them. Obviously, like that's just how it goes. Well, do you know what? This is it. We can go into that game with with a lot more confidence now. You know, Villa have Villa have got what four competitions they're in this season. This is going to be the bottom of their priorities. We should really, really go for this on Wednesday night. Peter, give the final thoughts to you, mate. Yeah, um, fully, fully on board with what Matt says. It's actually really nice. I've, I've been on with Matt twice this week. He's a <laughs> he's a common influence, isn't he? He's brilliant. He is. He's great. He's. Um. I feel like he's my new my new Zen master. He's amazing. Um. So yeah, I've got a I've got a renewed hope for Villa. Um. Helped massively by Matt as well. And um. Yeah, just uh, as I say, tell every every Everton fan out there, every toppy out there, go enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the three points. Enjoy the win. We don't get many. We haven't had many this year. We haven't had any this season in the Premier League so far. So yeah, go and enjoy yourselves. And if anyone tells you, if anyone has the the goal, the audacity. To tell you, it's only Brentford. They don't understand. They don't understand football. Go and enjoy it. Go and have an extra pint. Go and have an extra shot. And Matt, you have ten. <laughs> That's right. I've won for all of us. Yeah, I'll, I'll I think I'm already eighteen. So yeah, 
<laughs> I'll just refer back to the old football cliche to finish off. Just take one game at a time. Exactly. Enjoy that tonight, Toppies. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to Matt. Uh, thanks to everyone who um, sent the comments in. Appreciate that. And thanks to the Toffees for winning. Go and enjoy your weekend and we'll catch up with you all next week up those 15th place Toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.